Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beginning Spanish 2, and In Case You Missed Class podcast. I'm Dr. Todd Mack from Hillsdale College, and today is Thursday, January 31st, 2019. Today in class, we discuss the uses of que, quien, and lo que, as well as reciprocal verbs. So today we're going to talk about uh, relative pronouns, que, quien, and lo que, and how we can use them to avoid repetition. Uh, we use relative pronouns to connect ideas within a sentence, and they help make language way more fluid. Uh, in English, there are four principal relative pronouns, that, which, who, and whom. Uh, and these are not to be confused with the interrogative uh, words, que, in Spanish, que, and quien, which have an accent. They, they work totally different. Uh, so we're not talking about those right now. We're talking about the que and quien. Uh, in Spanish, that don't have accents, and also loque. So in English, there are four principal relative pronouns, that, which, who, and whom. And in Spanish, there are three, que, quien, or quienes, and loque. So let's talk about que for a minute. Uh, que refers to people and things, and it can be translated as that, which, or who. Uh, so que cannot refer to a person when it's used after a pronoun. Uh, that's an important thing to keep in mind. And also, just bear in mind that we can use que to replace the word who. Uh, often I'll notice that uh, speakers, kids who are, or people who are learning Spanish, will, um, will want to use quien for who all the time and que for what all the time. Uh, it's not a great way to think, about, uh, to think about these things and try to teach you a better way. So uh, I have a sentence here. I read a book that has 100 words. I read a book that has 100 words. So the that, in this sentence, we're going to replace with que, and say, leí un libro que tiene 100 páginas. Uh, we could also say something like, she is a person who loves other people a lot. Now we've said the word who. So in your mind, you might be thinking, ah, who? I'm going to use que, but you would be wrong. You would want to say, uh, ella es una persona que ama mucho a los demás. And you ask yourself, why? Why would that be? Uh, and the answer is there's no preposition right before who. So a preposition would be like for, with, of, to. These would be, so if I'm going to say to whom or for whom, uh, those would be cases in which I would use the word quien. We'll talk about that in a second. But if there's no preposition before, then I'm just going to use the word uh, que, and so I would say, ella es una persona que ama mucho a los demás. Okay? Uh, now let's talk about quien or quienes, which is uh, translated as who or whom. These only refer to people, and they're also almost exclusively used after prepositions. So if you're just learning this, the easy way to think about it is, if I am going to say the word who, I'm going to look right at the word right before. And if it's a preposition, I'm going to use quien. And if it's not a preposition, I'm going to use que. All right? So uh, here's an example. The girl with whom I was dancing is very pretty. La chica con quien bailaba es muy bonita. Uh, the man with whom John was speaking is interesting. El hombre con quien hablaba Juan es interesante. Now, um, this is also really helpful. Uh in um, situations where you might want to say something like, uh, that is the man I was talking to, okay? So I say, that is the man I was talking to. Um, now, I have a problem. 
And the problem is that this sentence ends with a preposition. And in English, it's kind of dicey. A purist might say that you should not end a sentence with a preposition in English. In Spanish, you absolutely cannot end a sentence with a preposition. Like, nobody does. It's not the kind of thing where, uh, you know, somebody who's really into grammar might say, well, you really shouldn't do that, split your infinitive or something like that. This is something that literally nobody no native Spanish speaker will end a sentence with a preposition. But in English, we do it all the time. And so we have to figure out what to do with this too. So the first thing in this sentence, that is the man I was talking to. The first thing I have to do is move that to so that it's not at the end of the sentence. So I might say something like, that is the man to whom I was talking, or that is the man with whom I was talking. And once it's there, then I can say, ese es el hombre con quien hablaba. And now I am going to use the word quien because it's come right after the preposition with con. Okay? Uh, we can think of another one. Uh, sometimes we do this in questions a lot. We'll say like, who is that cake for? And, uh, and you immediately look at this and you go, quien es ese pastel para? And then you go, oh. That sounds terrible, and <laughs> I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, uh, but now you will. So the first thing we need to do is reorganize this sentence so that we can get for away from the end. So we would say something like maybe, for whom is that cake? And now uh, we can get it. We'll use para uh, because uh, para indicates like destination or a purpose for something. Uh, in this case, we're talking about what's the purpose of this cake, uh, and the cake is destined for a person. So we're going to say para quien, for whom, para quien es ese pastel. Okay? Uh, so uh, those are a couple of examples of quien and quienes. And then finally, we've got this loque. And what are we going to do with loque? So the first thing is that uh, loque can be, can be translated as what, that which, or the thing that. And it always refers to a situation or an idea. Uh, and the important thing to remember here is, um, is really the translation. So I, when I think about loque, I always think in my mind that it either means that which or the thing that. Okay. So if I say something like, I can't believe what you did. If I can replace the word what with the words the thing that, then I'm going to use loque. So I can't believe what you did. Or, I can't believe the thing that you did. So I would say, no puedo creer lo que hiciste. Uh, or I might say, what I want in this class is a good grade. Now, if I can replace that with the thing that, the thing that I want in this class is a good grade, in this case I can, then I'm going to say, lo que quiero es una buena nota en esta clase. So as you're thinking about this, okay, so let's imagine you're looking at a sentence and you don't know if you should use que, quien, or loque. You're going to look uh, at the word what, and you're going to ask yourself, could I replace that with the thing that or that which? If you can, then you're going to use loque. If you can't, then you're going to say, am I trying to say uh, what or that or who? If the answer is who, then you're going to look at the word right before, and if it's a preposition, you're going to use quien or quienes. If there is no preposition before, you're going to use que. If, there's, if it's any other situation, you're going to use K. And, uh, and that's what you need to know. 
Okay, so finally we're going to talk today about reciprocal verbs. Reciprocal verbs uh, are not too tough, especially if you know how to do reflexive verbs, which you should have learned in uh, Beginning Spanish 1. So uh, the reflexive pronouns are me, te, nos, os, and se, and se, okay? And uh, they're going to be the same for reciprocal verbs as they are for reflexive verbs. So a reflexive verb, just to remind you, is a thing where the subject and the direct object are the same thing. Uh, we often think of them as verbs where somebody does something to him or herself or uh, to itself. But reciprocal verbs are things where two or more people do something to each other. Uh, so not to themselves, but to each other. Uh, it's slightly different from reflexive verbs, uh, since with those ones, we're talking about people doing something to themselves. Uh, any verb that you could add each other after can be made a reciprocal verb. Uh, they look just like reflexive verbs, and they pretty much act like them as well. Uh, so, abrazarse, to hug each other. Juan y María se abrazan. Juan and María hugged each other. Or se abrazaron, they hugged each other. Uh, besarse would be to kiss each other. Uh, Juan and María kissed each other. Juan y María se besaron. Uh, to shake each other's hands uh, would be darse la mano. So, uh, Juan and María shook each other's hands. Juan y María se dieron la mano. Uh, encontrarse would be to meet up. So, Juan y María... Uh, they met up in AJ's. Uh, Juan y María se encontraron en AJ's. Uh, to love, quererse, uh, to love each other would be quererse or amarse. So you'd say Juan and María love each other. You'd say Juan y María se quieren or Juan y María se aman. Uh, to greet each other would be saludarse. Juan and María uh, greeted each other with a kiss. Juan y María se saludaron uh, con un beso. So the important thing to remember here is that they're just like reflexive verbs, but they mean... Uh, to each other, not to themselves. Uh, they look exactly the same. So if I were to say uh, they see each other, I would say ellos se ven. And if I were to say they see themselves, I would say ellos se ven. And you might think, how is that possible? It's, uh, it must be so confusing for native Spanish speakers. And the answer is it's not. Um, you can just tell by context pretty much all the time what people are talking about. Um, the other thing that, uh, that I wanted to point out is that... Um, with reciprocal verbs, you cannot use the. Uh, sometimes we want we do things with each other, not to each other, but with each other. And in those cases, we don't uh, we don't use reciprocal verbs. Uh, m really common ones would be like they play together. You don't say ellos se juegan. Uh, that would mean they play each other, or they. Um, and it does, it doesn't make sense uh, in Spanish, or um, they play themselves, which also doesn't make sense. So you would want to say, ellos juegan juntos, together. Because with each other also means together, and you know how to say that, we would be with juntos. So you might say, they play together, ellos juegan juntos. Or they eat together, ellos comen juntos, not ellos se comen, which would mean uh, they eat each other or they eat themselves, neither of which I think is the thing that we want to say. And uh, I think that's going to wrap up reciprocal verbs and... Uh, and... K and loke. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app of choice, and please recommend the show to your friends. Feel free to reach out with questions or feedback by finding me on Twitter at Todd K. Mac or emailing me at tmac at hillsdale.edu. You can also go to toddkmac.com to find a list of all my In Case You Miss Class podcasts. This semester, I have one on Beginning Spanish Language 2 and one on The Hero's Journey in Masterpieces of Film. Until next time, so long.